on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Jinkies. Soinks. Fuck. After uncovering a dark secret. And you kind of discovered through some conversation something that had been bothering Henrik. The fact that he was a arsonist murderer. The intrepid adventurers explore the cursed house. So you're standing in front of this building that's been burned down and you see these like cinders in it, but no smoke, like there's snow sitting on top of it. And you feel this immense heat coming off of the building, like you're standing in front of a bonfire. And prepare to battle the beast of Lake Tancred. Textbook frog giant. Textbook frog giant, comma, ice. Textbook ice ice creature. Uh, Because there's also like sewer frog giant and your forest frog giant. Swamp frog giant. (laughs) Swamp frog giant. You know, you gotta be careful. You've heard the legends of cloud frog giants. Yes. Hold on to your medallions because it's getting started. Nug. Yes. Your amulet does nothing. Take it! Now. Murder is always murder, regardless of motive or circumstance. Thus, those who murder or prepare to murder are malefactors and criminals, regardless of who they may be, kings, princes, marshals, or judges. None who contemplates and commits violence has the right to consider himself better than an ordinary criminal, because it is the nature of all violence to inevitably lead to crime. Nicodemus Deboot, Meditations on Life, Happiness, and Prosperity. An excerpt from Blood of Elves by Andrei Sapkowski. I have an interesting idea I want to bring up to everyone here. What is that, Derek? You know, we used to do this thing in season one. This little thang. This little thang. A little thang. Huh? Called bottle caps. <gasps> Ooh. But. Are you going to call them medallions? Like this. Like that. Like the audience can clearly see. That you can yeah. clearly see holding up a bottle cap. Uh, no, but um, uh, I want to do a bottle cap system for this game. Are oh. you going to toss a coin to us? I will toss oh. a cap. Oh. To all of you. Oh. None of you are witchers, but we are playing the Witcher oh, RPG. Yes. None of you Nug are witchers. He's a witcher. Sir. <laughs> um, but I will say to witcher kind of. In training is still a witcher. Oh, shut up. You're not in training. <laughs> he begs to differ. Beg to. Stop. Then beg. You have violated the law. You wanted me to remind you. I know. I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> Stop. You have violated the law. Your stolen items are now forfeit. Uh, so, but I want to reset the bottle cap count each season. Yeah. Because of the same, but the same rules are going to be in effect. Um, for those of you who are new to this, uh, much like other games have hero points or other ways to inspiration. reward. Yeah. Inspiration. Reward, a way to reward. Um cool actions by the players and everything. We use bottle caps, which we've got from one of our favorite shows, Glass Cannon Podcast and everything they do. You hear us talk about them a lot because we love those guys. Um, So a bottle cap is basically something I hand out to players whenever they do something cool or I otherwise deem it a worthy moment. Um, Basically, in previous games, we would just hand out them for moments and people would stash them up in our current form we're going to only limit it to two caps per person at a time, max. Uncalled for. So you cap out. Um, and 
we're going are insulted yeah you should mm. be we're going to reset each season again you. to encourage you know your cap usage so the way we're going to have it work for the Witcher RPG is very simple. It's just like it would work if we were playing Pathfinder or D&D. It's just be you spend a cap to re-roll, um, but you have to, unlike in Forbidden Lands, where you could spend it after your roll because it was a it was an artifact die in that game. In this game, it's going to work like uh, it has in other games where you have to announce the cap usage before the roll, and then you can do two rolls, take the higher. Cool. Sounds fair. Cool. So, um, I'm going to hand out new caps if everyone wants to hand in theirs right now. I did you actually give us left. physical caps for that? I, I think, think you I did. Hold took on. your caps, right? Or uh, no, I have one. Is that from season one? Yes. Okay. Th- yeah, because I thought you had actually given out caps. So, uh, no, well, then this you know is what? Just my personal. So what we're going to do is hand soda. out a one cap per person, like we did in oh. season one. So just hold on to it, and then Drow, here's yours for season two. And also a good idea would probably be oh, to it's mark a Mike's it on hard your lemonade sheet. Cap. I didn't yeah. want to lose it. This is maple syrup. For everyone, except, except you. you. Yummy. Maple syrup. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Maple syrup. Stop. God damn you. Bark. Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> I did my time and I went out. Oh dear. Well, all right then, I suppose. So while you guys are putting in your bottle caps to your sheets, if you are, I wanted to throw out an idea I had for this game. We're getting really, we're talking rules today. So buckle up, nerds. All right. Click. Just everyone. Click. Yeah, put on their seatbelts. Is Click. it math related? That's not really math related. Click. It's uh, Jacob's dumb character wanting to be a witcher. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am an inspiration. It made me think of, uh, like, there's no multiclassing in this game officially, right? You know, um, multiclassing is something you can do in a lot of other systems. I don't think you could do it technically in Forbidden Lands, but it really didn't matter because of the way the talents worked. Yeah. Um, But in this game, you know, you pick your profession and you're kind of locked in. And that's fine. A lot of games do work like that. Not everything has to have a way to, you know, put you multiclass. I was going to throw this out there as a suggestion. So see, is this something that we're declaring or is we're just going, being put out there for we're now? Be, we're discussing it. We're, okay. We don't need to uh, oh, agree like officially. Hmm? Like feed the mind? Oh, yes. Ting, ting, walla, walla, bing, bang. So the way I am envisioning maybe mul- doing multiclassing is uh, since everything is basically skill-based, like, you know, you have your skill trees, you have your defining skill, and mm-hmm. then like that unlocks different trees. Mm-hmm. I am debating doing multiclassing in such a way where you have to spend a certain amount of IP to get the first defining skill in a new profession. Does that make sense? For example, spend uh, six improvement points to get rank one in a new profession and then uh, let you spend uh, at twice cost to go down another profession skill trees. And... For learning a new profession, you have to like work with the DM to have narrative role play reasons behind it. So you just can't do it for free. It has to be part of your character. But in this hypothetical scenario, Jacob's dumb character who wants to be a witcher <laughs> ends up at like Caremoran with all the witchers of the wolf school. I, I'm sorry. I want to stop you right there. Uh, I would not on my life dare have Nug... Uh, 
multi-class as an actual Witcher. Okay. That would ruin everything about This is him. actually a bad example because Witchers have, like, <laughs> the mutations and yeah, everything. Yeah, and it just would honestly be a straight-up chance that Nug would die. Yeah, so I, I think probably, that would be pretty funny, though. That would be hilarious, Barring be extreme <laughs> extenuating circumstances, Witchers would just be a hard bar. But, like, maybe Nug wanted to learn magic, yeah. and you went to study magic with Viverwind and maybe some other mages, and you spent, like, months and months doing it. At that point, we could let you spend maybe improvement points to take magic training as a skill. Obviously, it would be hell to do on roll 20 with our um, yeah. character sheet you the way it is. basically just need Ooh. another character sheet. More or less. But what do you guys think about that? I think it's an intriguing idea. So my question would be, I get the spending points to have access to another skill tree. That's a very creative idea. At what point would you be spending experience points to get something like Vigor, which is necessary? Or would you say you never get Vigor and Nug would have to get a focus of some kind just to cast? My my thinking going into it, because this is a good point, is you would get half the Vigor. Is it possible to learn spells if you have a focus that negates it down to zero? Or is that impossible? Um, <laughs> you know, technically, you learn magic by spending time and making a spell casting check so you could learn spells and if you had a focus i guess technically you, there's nothing to stop you from casting it as long as you have to cast something that focus covers and you would need a beefy focus to cast yeah. a lot of the even novice spells at okay, that point fair point um so yeah i would personally i would say because you know you're jumping into another class everything you get from another class costs two ip to learn yeah and then, like, anything like Vigor, you'd get at half its normal value. So you would get two or three Vigor to start with. I don't know if we want to commit to this, but it was just That's, a thought I was having. It sounds cool. It's a fun idea to put out there. I think we'd have to to give it some thought and make sure it's balanced. I think it's balanced because you're getting new abilities at a very high cost. Yeah. Very high cost. IP. But... In my opinion, you cannot do this without explicit GM approval. Unlike other systems where you can just multiclass for free. It's just part of the game. Yeah. With this, it's like you would have to not only work with your GM, but like if it's a character that's actively advancing, which it pretty much always would be, you would have to like go through that process. Yeah. So I don't see it really coming up maybe in our game, but I just wanted to throw it out there because I was thinking about it. I wouldn't be interested in for my current character, but I think it'd be a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a, it would be a fun idea. So you guys at Artel Sorian, you know, listening to us, <laughs> this big shot podcast. Yeah. Call in. See what you think. Call, yes, please. The whole company. Call in. <laughs> the, the whole phone, company. The phones are waiting. Mr. R. Talsorian. Mr. John R. Talsorian yourself. <laughs> oh. That's not who it is. <laughs> oh my God. That's that's not who it is. Apparently, it's Pond Smith and Pond Smith. Yeah, you don't know who that is. No, that's, no. So I'm very bad at names, and Mike, I don't know people. Mike Pond Smith is the guy who is behind Cyberpunk 2020, like the original Cyberpunk oh. role playing game. Nifty. Oh. So that's he. Are they related? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's him and Cody Pond Smith, his son. Oh. His son, I think, is the guy who's mostly behind the Witcher RPG, and his wife, Lisa Pondsmith. That um, makes me so happy. So Pondsmith, Pondsmith, and Pondsmith. Yeah. A legal team. Pondsmith. I have a monster problem, and I need help now. <laughs> well, J.G. Pondsmith. <laughs> if you're listening, one of you guys, we're this sorry. game is amazing, and I'm sorry that we're having uh. a giggle. 
J.G. Pondsmith. Call Gary of Rivia. <laughs> oh, uh, I know this guy. He's Gary from Rohan. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing brings oh, me man. more joy than getting Geralt's name wrong. <laughs> getting the franchise stuff wrong. That's right. <laughs> I love Cindy and Gary and Jennifer. No, wait, that's an actual name. J- Jennifer. No. Uh, I was thinking Jennifer. And Yala. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Papa Yala. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you know what happens this episode? Bark. What? We get experience points. Yeah, it does. Um, Improvement points. Do you guys want to go ahead and get into that early? Sure. Yeah, why not? All right, so... Every session, you hand out improvement points, I think, at the end of it, which you use to spend on your different things. We've just kind of committed to using... uh, There's a table for determining per player your uh, rewards, Um, but we're going to stick with giving out six per player, so take six improvement points. Now, Uh, I would like to make a point. You say six normally, but if we do something special or exceptional, we could get more. Right, right, right. We did find out that somebody in this village is a cold-hearted murderer. Yeah, but um, huh? that just six, seems like story points. Six I, is I, labeled I at did something incredibly clever. Uh huh. And I feel like that falls <laughs> at least at or below that. Yeah. Okay. Fair I enough. I mean, come That's on, it was I kind thought. of obvious. I, yeah. I, I, okay. Get, shoot me for trying. Uh, but no, uh, six is a little high to hand out. To every player per session, but because of the nature of the show, yeah, we're going um, fast. We're going to be yeah. moving fast, and like we are playing basically a full what would be a full session anyway. So we're trying to keep the advancement more noticeable since it's going to be, you know, uh, roughly an hour, hour and a half once a week. We for you guys. want to show off what this system can do with characters who aren't just beginners. Yeah, because uh, you know, in a long form game, you can have a character make that transition and be there every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But this is always going to be a short to mid-length game so I want to see that progression happen a little bit quicker yeah so uh nug you taking that little uh what is it that uh the little mage dip no because it's not official yet yeah, yeah i have right. other goals to get to first before my boy learns any magic you got to be a good smack boy you gotta now, smack your cheeks real can good can you remind me god how much it costs to buy the second skill in our skill tree yeah Are you so already there I should no, I'm just, just be I'm saving points. Oh, okay. Yeah, once you do five in the first one of the tree, the next one will cost one to bring it up to one, and then one to bring it up to two, and then like, you know, every yeah. other skill. And each one you can max out at 10. The first thing you want to do is invest up to five points in whatever the first skill in that tree is to unlock it. Uh, and then you can take that up to 10, but five will let you uh, start putting points into the next one. Okay, good to note. So I think for you, let me look at your sheet here. Uh, I want to get that second skill. Oh, silver coating? Yes. So we've done two rounds of experience. I'm not sure where you spent your first bout, but um, augmentation is the first one in the improviser tree. Whenever you get that up to five, then you can start on silver coating, which I know is the skill that you've had your... Eyes I've had on. my eye on that one. My eye, remember? Oh, yeah. Eye, eye, eye patch. My my God, I forgot. <laughs> uh, what are you looking at doing, Jacob and Nug? Oh, I've already spent my points. Oh. Uh, using last time we got XP and this time, I've gotten my uh, first bit of my The Reaver skill tree. Ooh-hoo-hoo. The first skill up to skill level four. Okay. So have you also spent points in... um Other stuff? Yeah. Yes. A point 
in sailing because he is from Skellig and he would need to know how to sail. Okay. And maybe a point in persuasion. I used up all of my improvement points last time. Okay. Um, I think I may have upgraded my melee from two to three as well. Okay. Because I have a shield. And you have now. to pay the number of points you have to go to the next point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Drow, what are you looking at for Viverwin? Are you banking up for some spell, Johns? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saving because I'm a mage. How many improvement points do you have banked up right now? Nine. Ooh. Sweetness. Juicy. I got yeah. six banked. There's uh, a lot. And I mean, this is kind of metagaming a little bit right now, but you should keep in mind because if you are able to get in with the High Mountain Society of Sorceresses, you could learn spells from them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and uh, I don't know whenever you guys are going to be able to get back to them, but uh, you would need, I think I'm looking at the learning magic table, 10 IP to learn a novice spell, 20 to learn a journeyman, uh, and 30 to learn a master spell. I'm never going to do anything in this game. Well, this is why I'm handing out IP so much faster. It's like, want us to actually like get into this, you know? Listen, if we need to do something impressive to get more experience points, we can just feed a man to a monster. Solve the problem right out. I don't know. I don't know if that would be a very creative you solution. Know, there's some things that would, you know, <laughs> to quote number nine on the improvement table, nine points would uh, blow the GM's mind. Yeah. But it's not always something like impressive. Being it's, stupid. Sometimes it's just. Would, are, would out you there. tell me that us sacrificing a man to get rid of a monster would not blow your mind? Oh, it blow my mind, but not because it's like Amazingly, a feat of like yeah. well, it amazement. It, it would blow your mind. That's all it takes. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a good thing. But like, no. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I could have let Inef do that in I, character. I know. I know. She's I too know. nice. I know. I think Viverwin could do it. I wouldn't be surprised if Viverwin, that's what Viverwin wanted, but Inef totally couldn't in character. To be fair, he killed a, a family. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I get it. <laughs> Viverwin understands the importance of family, being that they are an elf, and procreation is one of the more important things that an elf can do nowadays. Ohana means family. Family, family means. means nobody gets burned up or cursed. <laughs> Hey, listen, family oh means God. sometimes you sacrifice yourself so your kid doesn't die to a monster. If a, I mean, seriously? <laughs> if your house burns down and you need a settlement. <laughs> <laughs> Call Chase. I spent my I spent all of my points but one increasing my uh, <sighs> my augmentation from two to four. Please go went with it's seven seven Because that would cost two to go from two to three. Mm-hmm. And then three to go from three to four. So that's, that's five, five of my six. So you got one banked ready mm-hmm. for next time. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But the thing about this game though, so I know like it doesn't feel good to only jump up one in a skill, um, but it kind of makes sense. Every extra point is harder and harder to get. And at the same time, because this is D10 based, like plus one to something is is more mechanically substantial than it's it is in other games. Yeah. Although, like, Jacob and I were talking about this with this game, like, unlike in, especially like D&D Pathfinder, which I know we reference all the time, when you have a high bonus in those games, you are almost guaranteed to not fail. Yeah. Because yeah. And skills in Pathfinder don't get fumbles. Yeah. Like, if your number still adds up to enough, then you get it. You're basically... Uh, well, base rules. Some people don't do that, but base rules. You basically increase your chance to where you almost never fail. 
And sometimes with a skill, if you get high enough, you just don't fail flat out on some things. Where in this game, it's like you are always, and we've seen this because I'm on the um, the subreddit for this game and some other like fan groups. You are always one wacky set of rolls away from just death, death and chaos. Because if you, um, you know, get hit by an attack that is a ten and explodes to another ten, and then you fumble on your dodge roll, yeah. it's bad. You could just straight up die. Yeah, be obliterated. Hit. Yeah. And it happens. Like, it's rare, obviously, because of that, but it happens. And it could happen to Geralt of Rivia's stats. Yeah, we were talking about that. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're Yennefer or Geralt of Rivia, even if you're a superhero in this game, you can just get wiped out. Yeah. That's really cool because that makes you think, even if you're a superhero, you know, quote, 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 main character player with uh, plot armor, mm-hmm. so to speak. You still have to be careful. It grounds the game in a bit more reality. Yeah. Cat, I'm looking at your augmentation uh, skill right now. You could do some really cool stuff right now. I don't have that. a lot of components for stuff that yet. Is That's what's holding thing. me back right now. I need to be at a place where I can get components. Yeah. Now, I mean, so we're kind of getting into the, the game already, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, with some of those components, crafting components, you can forage for like stuff like timber is super easy to get with just a, a foraging check and some time. Actually, I don't think your augmentation costs ingredients. It never says that in the skill. I know Ooh. the silver coating does. The silver coating does, but like adding plus one accuracy to our weapons or plus two SP to our armor to make it harder for stuff to get through it. That's a... That doesn't seem to have a cost. Uh-huh. Just looking at it. Well, before, if we're going to go fight this monster, that's the sort of thing I might want to do in preparation for fighting the yeah. monster. Yeah. Right now, we didn't know, we before we got here, we didn't know what we were coming into. Yeah. Oh, that leads me to the next thing I need to get to here is, uh, long ago, <laughs> the worlds collided in a cataclysm known as the conjunction of the spheres. The conjunction. Chaos filled the world as Chaos. vampires, ghouls, trolls, humans, and other monsters humans. poured into the world. The witchers, mutated witchers. by magic and alchemy, alchemy, were created by human mages to stem the tide. Stem the tide. Hundreds of years later, monsters are rare, but evil remains as war ravages the northern kingdoms. Dangerous monsters lurk without and within. Within. In the world of the the Witcher. It's no 300 years, but it's pretty good. You almost fell apart there. Yeah. About three quarters of the way (laughs) through. Almost destroyed you. Almost gotcha. But yeah, like straight up looking at this, if, if, if Cat were to not fumble on all of our armor, and that's a big if, I know. Uh, or all of our weapons and all of our armor, all of our weapons could get plus two reliability to them so they could block two more times before they break. And our armor could all have plus two SP to it. And that's, you know, for everything but a fumble. Yeah. Hey, I have a question, Derek. Yarp. Looking at serration slash spikes, plus 25% bleed. If she were to put that on my sword that already has 25% bleed, would that become 50% bleed? I don't think so. It would probably add more mathematically appropriately. I mean, I don't, I, I just wondering if it would stack or not. Cause it I don't says think it would stack. Plus 25%. Oh, you know what? You're right. It doesn't say 25% bleed. It says plus. So I guess it would. 
that's Ooh, we we that's, might. We I don't. Might how many augmentations some, uh, can you do though? Is our because it doesn't say that there's a limit. Uh, I imagine there would be. The augmentation takes three rounds, meaning you could actually do this in combat. Apparently, we might need to do some research on this because this sounds. I'm hefty. looking at it. Hella in the, powerful in the most updated book, and yeah, sounds like you can just straight up do it. Because, like, before we go fight this thing, I totally want to do this. I thought it took components. Yeah, I, I'll just say, speaking as a GM here, if you wanted to take, like, the rest of the afternoon and into the evening to just slap everything with augmentations, I'd allow it. Yeah, that was something I wanted to do if we could, if I could. However, while that is great, to recap what happened last week and to pick up the game, when last we left, our intrepid unnamed group of adventurers... You, no, our, our name is Intrepid Adventures, remember? Intrepid Inc. Um, <laughs> you uh, had made your way to the village, the ice-cutting village of Withost. You were greeted by the locals there, the peasants. The very old Yongar asked about his very young son, Olgar. You found some items, including some ice skates and a crafting diagram in the... Um, so excited. Longhouse. Ooh-ooh. You had oh. a meal with Henrik, Um and his very precious daughter, Hild, or Hilda. Precious um, indeed. And you kind of discovered through some conversation... Kind of. ...something that had been bothering Henrik. The fact that he was a arsonist murderer. Yeah, yeah. Someone who had killed a group yeah. of people in the town a and got... family. ...cursed. With children. And now he's cursed, and apparently, uh, from what you can gather, not that you told him quite directly... He's the reason this beast has come to this settlement, this this uh, beast of the lake, and has um, disrupted their ice cutting so far. And you know that either killing the beast or letting the beast kill Henrik is the only way to end the curse. And when we last left off, Ineth and Viverwin were going to look at this cursed burned down building, the one that Henrik had burned down, mm-hmm. and Nug was off doing stuff. I think he was talking to Yongar. Yeah, he was going to go talk to Yongar about specific details about the monster. So, let's pick up. You feel that, don't you? That pull. Oh, I feel it. Yeah, so you're standing in front of this building that's been burned down, and you see these, like, cinders in it, but no smoke. Like, there's snow sitting on top of it. And you feel this immense heat coming off of the building. Uh, like you're standing in front of a bonfire. What do you do? Ines, do you know what this is? No. It's bullshit. J.G. <laughs> Punchman. <laughs> like, I should note that she reaches up to her eye patch. Oh, almost makes me wish I could switch the eye patch. I hate to derail us any further than we're already off the rails, but like, so Ines, you know, is a craftswoman, and she has a little forge that she's able to take around with her. But she only has one eye that she uses. So does she have like depth perception issues? She like she knows her miss? tools. Okay, <laughs> that that's the thing. It would affect Point depth perception entirely flat. But I would assume she knows her tools like yeah. she knows her own body. Okay, okay, okay. Whack my thumb. Whack my thumb. But she might Whack. would be in trouble. Ah. Oh God. <laughs> she might would be in trouble if she had to use someone else's tools. It's well, like yeah. it's like whenever you you there's uh, viral videos you've seen where someone moves everyone's furniture to to the to the left oh. by like an inch. You just bump into it. Back to the story. I'm sorry. I I, I threw us further off the rails. So you're standing in front of this. Um, what do you guys want to do? So it's not melting the snow. 
No. There's no, like, detect magic or anything. You could roll uh, magic training if you wanted to use your, like, intelligence to examine it. That's your profession skill. All right. I can do that. Uh, magical training can also be rolled as a form of awareness that detects magic that is in use or specters. 21. Boom. 21. That's pretty good. What's your base for that, by the way? That's 10 plus 5. That's pretty good. So you, from your time learning magic and everything, you know this is absolutely a curse. Are there specters? There's no specters, though. You don't see any specters. You don't detect any of them. From your knowledge of curses with this, the way curses kind of end up working is a a person, like, lets out a... um, some sort of declaration or statement in anger or strong emotion and that becomes a curse so it could be in this case like for example one As of the, the people house was burning down in the house is burning down said something or maybe knew it was henrik and said something and he got cursed oh the thing i wanted to know um and this might would change things because now um Viverwin has rolled on it if i got closer to the source of does it get like does the heat get progressively worse as you get closer yeah so it gets more and more unbearable how close are you going to get I don't want to get all up in the house yet Uh huh. I know nothing about magic other than it is powerful yeah but I was curious whether or not it acted like a normal heat source closer means hotter so you have a high uh, intelligence statistic yeah. I'll say just you feel it's not quite painful it's just intense Mm -hmm. but you notice like your skin maybe because you worked in the forge a lot your skin isn't starting to burn so it's it's more like a feeling and mental it's not an actual fire that's gonna hurt us no and like you see snow in it like for all intents and purposes it's cold out still yeah that's what I wanted to ascertain with the questions about the snow and that we could actually go up into this house and investigate and not damage ourselves yeah that's what you would gather it would just be the mental strain okay cool 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 so what do you guys want to do I have not seen any uh, specters in the area so there's no one that I can appeal to and this heat she kind of moves part of her sleeve up and exposes her arm to the cold it doesn't hurt. Only in the brain? Not physical. Like I said, bullshit. Then again, magic's chaos. Jinkies. Soinks. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's not... What's tough is my my um, my inner... What's the word? Detective wants to like figure it out, but we already know what happened. Yeah. He set the place on fire. Yeah. There's nothing physical to really figure out about this. This is a magical curse situation. They did say that the bodies were still in there, right? Yeah. Should we not? She goes, what about the bodies? I mean, it would be respectful to bury them, but like I said, there are no specters. There's nothing actively causing the curse. To bury them probably would not solve anything. Oh. Are you guys going into like the rubble at this point? Yeah. Okay. Wincing in pain. Oh, yeah. As you move into the rubble, roll me some resist magic, both of you. Ho, ho, ho. So I think that's going to be will plus your resist magic skill. 16. 16? 
Oh, Ooh. I rolled a critical resist. All right, so neither of you take any I'm damage. I'm shielded by my knife. As you walk in. Um, and as you get in, you're able to kind of get over the extreme heat. Like, it still feels kind of uncomfortably warm. Like, it's like you're sitting too close to a bonfire a little bit, but not, like, painful. You stepped out into Arizona when it's, like, yeah. 108 degrees. You just stepped <laughs> the out of the Arizona airport on, in the middle of July. As you're looking around, uh, I need someone, or both of you, rather, to make me uh, an awareness check. Um, and also, this is going to be difficult terrain. I'm not sure if that's really going to affect you much. It's minus two to dodge escape and athletics, but... I was going to um, say, would that affect our awareness? No, it doesn't really affect your awareness. Okay. So make me awareness checks. Dang! I got Whoa. another critical. Nice. <laughs> Holy moly. INF does not have the Owen effect. Um, <laughs> so both of you are able to notice that there is a trap door under a, a little pile of rubble. Uh-oh. Leading down. You don't see any bodies or really anything other than these charred remains. What do you do? You see that? That trap door there? I see it. I don't... I don't want to. Do it. So as you're standing there looking at the trap door, Nug. That's me. <laughs> you walk up to Yongar, who's minding the fire. He's like, oh, Master Dorf, how are you? Oh, I'm doing. Was the lunch good? Oh, the the food was delicious. He's got quite a cute little kitten there. Oh, he'll just a lovely young lady. I I I uh, I wanted to uh, ask you a couple of questions about the uh, frog monster you got here. Oh, I have much to say about the beast. Twas the first night of our ice harvesting season. I had assigned the first shift to four of our temporary workers. And I were looking on out from me window in me cabin, making sure everything had gone according to plan, you see. They had just removed the first ice block of the season from the lake center when I heard a scream. I looked out onto the lake, and there were three of the workers yelling and waving their hands about. I don't think they saw what happened either. They began, sir to run when they did. The beast jumped onto the ice from the hole. It grabbed two of the remaining ice clutters and both of its claws. The last one was holding a torch and the beast looked at him for a bit before stuffing both of the men captured in its claws into its gullet. And crawled under the ice it did, dragging its bloated body across the ice with its arms, moving much more slowly than it had before when it swam up. So you're saying... Yeah, it, it left the one with the torch alone. Ye, and then the boy dropped his torch and ran for the shore as fast as he could. And the beast dived again into the lake. And I saw the ice open up underneath the boy seconds later. And I didn't see him or the beast again until ye came across the lake. What? After seeing it avoid the torch like that, I got the remaining temporary workers to band together to make this here bonfire in the center of the village. In exchange for the food for the trip back south, uh, as fall four of them were ready to run naked into the forest if it meant not being here. And then I sent Olgar to get help of the mages, and I've been keeping the bonfire burning in the day since with Hendrik's help. Oh, that's an interesting story you got there. Ye. So, I guess my question... Ye. What are my questions to you? <laughs> Your Derek's shining through. <laughs> <laughs> he peels back his uh, rubber mask. It's just me. <laughs> uh, have you seen it leave the ice on the lake? 
You say you've got a bonfire here in town. Is that just a precaution? Or have you seen it actually get onto the shore? Or has anyone seen it, I suppose? I have not seen it leave the lake, no. But that does not mean it hasn't. Roll a monster lore check. Jeez. Master Witcher. Oh! Gonna have to put some uh, points into that. You know what? The, the, the keystone skill for the Witcher isn't decoctions or bombs. It's Witcher training. I could... You know what? I can see that. All right, so I got... Oh, that's great. Hold on. Um, <laughs> got a look up oh, a fumble? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh, that is... You said monster lore. Yeah. Uh, uh, monster lore, tactics, or deduction. Sorry. <laughs> well... I got a fumble uh-huh. with a five on the die. Oh. So you fumbled by five. If I fumbled by five. So if I'm going with my, if I were going with intelligence, if I was going with monster lore, that would be a solid zero. Huh. Um, oh I'm my God. going to instead go with deduction, which is no wait, That's also <laughs> it was deduction, monster lore, tactics. Yeah. Yeah. It's zero. Zero. Absolute yeah. zero. It's zero. <laughs> You are absolutely sure this is a frog giant. I that's how a frog giant typically works, I hear. Yeah. I he's the smart man building a fire in this village. Frog giants are terrified of it. Especially them oisy ones like you got here. You are absolutely sure it's a frog giant who's vulnerable to fire. So you say that. So And it makes me feel like me the Jacob, like it's not vulnerable to fire. But me the Jacob also was reasonably sure it was vulnerable to fire. So now I'm just confused. <laughs> um oi, oi, it uh, it doesn't care for the flame. It ran from the torch. It Text, hasn't textbook frog giant. Textbook uh, frog giant comma ice. Textbook ice. ice creature. Because uh, there's also like sewer frog giants and your forest frog giants. Swamp frog giants. <laughs> Swamp frog giants. You know, you gotta be careful. You've heard the legends of cloud frog giants. Yes. What yes. about the fire frog giants? Fruit of the fire fire frog giants would be terrifying. Terrifying beasts. Oh, you're a smart man built in this fire here. It's kept that frog giant away. I can almost guarantee you it can come onto the shore. It only makes sense. You're a smart man. We are so blessed to have a, a, a smart and talented monster hunter as he, Master Dwarf. I, I, you humble, uh, you humble me. I, I, I'm just, a, I'm just a man trying to do what he can. Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, I am smart. Thank you. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, let's see. Any other questions that I might have? Can so, I interject? Go ahead. I, outside of the game, love Nug. <laughs> I cannot tell. <laughs> At this point in time, <laughs> if everyone genuinely likes him, I think she does. Or if she's faking because she knows just how stupid he is. I'll say it like this. Nug is genuinely a person who cares about other people, with one notable exception right now. He just also thinks he knows more than he does. Uh, oh, so he, he hates Henrik then? Oh, no, he does not like Henrik. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing about Nug, though, is Nug is reliable just mm-hmm. not in what he thinks he's reliable in. <laughs> yeah. He can swing uh, a sword. So are, uh, you're saying that the only times you've seen that beastie is uh, when it attacked your people the first night and when it came after me and my crew. Yeah, that is how it be. And uh, anyone else see it before they left? Nay, sir. What about uh, that, that guy over there in the house? 
Edric? Yeah, him. He's seen it just as... Uh, he hasn't even seen it as much as I have. All right, all right. All right. And, uh, okay. So you've basically told me everything you know, In. Uh, your information is valuable and will indeed be helpful. Uh, how many torches do you have here in the village? Oh, not many, but I'm sure if you go to the cursed house and pull up some of the spare timbers, you could make a few fare of your own. Oh, that's a good idea, is... I'll go to the cursed house then. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll walk over to the cursed house. All right, this is a good merging point. You walk over and you see Viverwin and Ineth um, looking, moving away rubble, revealing a trap door. And staring at it, deciding whether or not we're opening the trap door. Uh, Nug, you should give yourself a moment to acclimate. Uh, what and are you, you talking also, about? And I'll pass by the threshold. You oh. also feel... This immense heat. Make a resist magic check. So that is an eight on the die for a total of... Eight, right? Actually, no, for a total Ooh. of uh, 19. <gasps> you Whoa, take nice. no damage. This is resist magic, right? Right. Yep. I put one point to resist magic. What was the lowest that we could get? What? What was the lowest that we needed? What's uh, the DC for this? It was an easy check. Just 10. Okay. Oh, so as long as we didn't fumble, all of us. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a bit warm over here. Mm-hmm. Just start taking your coat off. <laughs> uh, is uh, anything interesting? But besides a fucking trap door. It's a trap? Trap door. It's a trap? Nug gets worried. I'm not Nug. too sure about that. Nug, my friend. Oh, you mean like... Trap door. Like a... Oh, like a cellar like door. Like a cellar, yes. Oh, okay. All it's right, a right. door giant, Nug. Oh, my God. He's a mimic. Good heavens. <laughs> You'll stab but the door. What gets me is... Uh, How about thee? Why is, is everything just a different type of giant? If it's bigger than him. <laughs> so then does that mean Eyes Ineth up the elf giant? And, and, yeah, uh, and Viverwin are giants, too? Enjoy it. You enjoy it. <laughs> this giant species so gets around. I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I guess uh, the trap door. I'm big fan of the Witcher joint. <laughs> Nugs, Nugs best Jerry that gives you a minus is just a catalog of giants. Human subspecies of giant. Oh. Elf subspecies of giants. If we're, we're Ta never. Taller dwarves, subspecies of giants. Question mark. You're not sure about dwarves, though. No, we're never doing this, giants? but if we could do something like Word of the Week for this season, it would just be giants. Nug's giant catalog. Everything bigger than me is a giant. Um, so are, are we planning on going out into the cellar? I want to know, does it look like a cellar door? Does it look like it was hidden? I or when you say trap door, do you mean a booby trap door? No, like trap door down to like a basement. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like where a guy would uh, keep his gaming set up. Like when a he moved cave. back. Like when he, when he lives with his parents during the summer while he's in college. Oh. So a hiding place. Oh, also, when as, no, as he's walking up, he will mention what he learned, or at least what he thinks he has learned from the uh, the not mayor. Uh, the guy I assume is mayor for some reason. <laughs> so uh, are we saying that we're smart enough to know that Nug's information is so-so? No. Make monster lore checks. To be fair. Both of you. Okay, I got none, but I can still roll it. I yep. do believe it is a fair assumption, even if 40. this is... Oh my god! What? Whoa! How? 
Wow. Two tens. Holy, Holy crap. crap. You'd rolled a 10 that exploded, another 10 that exploded, <laughs> and a nine. I don't even think I need wow. to roll now. What is this beast called, and how do we kill it easily, DM? <laughs> All right, so. Like, should I even roll? All right. I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna Nug put that comes in my back. Notes. You can role play this if you want, and you start regaling the story. Fire. It doesn't look fire. And somehow you regale the story basically exactly as the man did. Uh, and then you start going into your own. And Viverwin, you know for, for for fact that he's completely wrong. <gasps> really? But it ran from the guy that had a torch. That doesn't Viverwin, have to mean anything. Listening to the story that Nug tells you, you can f- figure out a couple things. <laughs> it's primarily food motivated. It dislikes fire and avoids it if possible. I'm taking notes. It is a capable swimmer, which I think you already were able to figure out. Yes. Um, Its stomach is somewhat stretchy and can hold up to three humans before it's full. Or if you're Nug, three human giants. Once full, it is incapable of moving quickly on land, but it's still perfectly capable of swimming. Uh, Despite being full, it continues to seek out nearby food. This is very apt for frogs. And then lastly it can break the thick ice on the surface of the lake very easily, which I think you already knew before. Yeah. A fucking 40. Viverwin gazes into the past. Magically enhanced. <laughs> Just like, have you ever watched That's the Raven? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like the, 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 the zone outlook. Mm-hmm. Comes back with a jolt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Something like that. And because magic, maybe that's actually what happens. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, enhanced by magic. I mean, how else do you describe a double exploding 10? So obviously, <laughs> it's a bit weak to foyer because it's an ice frog giant. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's all the important details that he was able to give me. How many people do we know this thing is eaten? One, two, three. It's three. eaten three. In theory, it's not up on, well... According to what we know now, it's not getting up on lands because it's eaten three people and it well, can't travel well. That was like a week ago, though. Oh, okay, yeah, right? I could digest faster than that. Right. Then again, this thing is in the ice. Its metabolism is probably non-existent. But it is a cursed creature. It is also super fast. So. And thing move fast, use lots of energy. It doesn't like fire. Yeah, it's vulnerable to fire. You are so smart. Hundred percent sold on the me. fire thing. Oh, well, IQ, I do, Troy. And uh, I, I was thinking maybe we could find some donkeys or something to feed it, so that it's slow whenever we got to fight it. The thing is, there's really no livestock in this town due to its will location. or wolves. We feed it. I got nothing. No, will it eat something <laughs> that's not a human though? Maybe is the if real we question. Trick it into thinking it is. Build, like, build human-sized nothing. dummies. Yep, human-sized dummies. Yeah, like I was saying, stuff rocks into yeah. human clothing. Yeah. Now, would this be more of a weight thing or a size thing? Yeah, not sure of that. But how would we get those things out onto the ice without endangering ourselves? That Roll is it. Carry fire? That is true, Use because you are skates. certain as soon as you go back out on that ice and are not, like, directly on the shore, it's going to pop up. Is there happen to be a jail here with death row criminals? No. Oh, well, anyway. I'm not too sure about that. Oh, a little bit human that sacrifice ain't hurt nothing. I'm kidding. Doug does not say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, are we going to go into the basement? 
I think mm. we should. Yes. I really want to explore. Cat wants to explore that. Maybe basement. there's another avenue to get rid of this curse that we couldn't tell just by talking to what's his face, the guy whose name isn't important. If if we do go and down, right. Viverwin is going to be like, I know who did this to you. You know who did this to you. I am witness to the injustice that you suffered. I have some art for what you find. <laughs> you say that as you go down, and Nug goes right behind you. He just kind of looks around. And he's like, hey, what? What she said. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. And he'll start going down the ladder. Thank you, Nug. Every so, mage deserves to have a tiny creature at their back. <laughs> oh my God. How many of you can see in the dark? I don't think I can. I think witchers are the only ones that can see in the dark in this game by default. Well, I mean, couldn't we just grab a piece of timber from the cursed house and set it aflame and use it as a torch? Even witchers only get a get help in dim light, not in darkness. Yeah. So yeah, we'll light a torch and toss it down before we go down. Why don't we hold the torch? Because then our hands will be full. True. I got a two-handed and weapon. Let's face it, if this is a regular basement for a regular peasant family, it should not be large. One yeah. torch should True, true, true. Theoretically, staring at the DM should do the job. Yeah. So when you go down, you find this underground larder. <gasps> Um, and you see four emaciated bodies huddled together. A small wooden platform has been placed uh, near the bodies on which charcoal portraits and pressed flowers are arranged. One for each of the different bodies. This is weird. There's no fire damage down here. No. Like none. I'm still freaked out by the bodies. Do the, bo- do the bodies look as though they've been burned? Maybe a little bit, but they almost entirely look like they've died from hunger. Was the door covered? In rubble. So we had to clear it out. Yeah. The thing is, there are those three um, portraits. I think those were the people that died in the fire, right? How big was this family? Four bodies is what I said. Was well, the, that's what you see in the picture. The family, mm-hmm. how big was the family that we were told from the villagers? I think he would have told you four. Did they escape the fire down here and ex- expect to pop out? But, the, okay, if they... Would they not have banged on it? Would nobody have heard? Yeah, because the curse, you assume the curse happened because they were dying and they did the curse. Um, Nug. Yes. Your amulet does nothing. Take it! <laughs> Henrik was stealing food from them. Is what he told you. Can can I yell up to Henrik? I mean, he's not like directly outside. He's in his house, so yell okay. and get him. Do I need to go get Henrik? I do not think that any of us should be alone down here. Oh, I could leave Aineth with you. I'm just... Do we all want to go? Ah. Uh, should we stick together? Uh, so, I'm assuming... Someone starves to death, it's cold weather, they would be mummified, correct? Right. How many of the bodies are mummified? All of them. Oh. Emaciated. So did none of them die from the fire? I mean, some of them look like they have scorch marks a little bit on them, but none of them, like, died from it. Do any of the pictures on the table look like Henrik? No. They look like themselves. Do any of the bodies look not as old or emaciated as the others? Or do they all appear to be in the similar they condition? They all appear in the similar condition. They all look emaciated. Okay. Do any of them have bite marks out of them? No. 
Okay, so probably not any ghouls. Did he lie to us? That's what I want to know. Did he lie or did he not tell us? Does he not really know what happened? Did he start a fire and then somehow keep them trapped down here? Somebody should be guarding the door. Just in case he shuts us in here. Well, I, uh... Well, I think I could figure this out given some time. I think my uh, job's better suited as a guardsman. Well, I mean, sorry to interrupt here, but to be fair, you guys had to, you didn't even notice the door because of all the rubble that was on top of it. But like, okay, I get that. My worry is they would have been pounding on the door when people came to check out the burned down house. Where did the curse come from? I'm also assuming that the curse would happen because someone did this cursed, you know, Henrik while dying. Um, but if but no could one, they not have cursed him while they sat there starving to death unheard? But they wouldn't have been starving to death unheard if the people weren't afraid to come to the house because of the curse in the first place. Maybe there was just a damn you while they escaped or something. It could also be the fact, remember, this is a curse. This is supernatural, right? Yeah. yeah. So just because the bodies are emaciated doesn't mean that's how they died. That's fair. The curse could have done something here. They could have been trapped and going but downstairs was their only hope. How do the portraits end up down here? That's a good question. I don't know. Did they look hand-drawn? Are they masterfully done? Uh, they do look hand-drawn but they're not bad or anything. Yeah, I'll go closer to the bodies and examine them further. I'll go with you. I mean, Thank they're you. emaciated corpses from your just base uh, intelligence. And do you have, um? Is I forget, is there a medicine skill exactly? There is first aid under craft. Yeah, there is first have, aid. Do either of you have first aid? I have one. I do not have it trained, but I could try it. I'll try it. All right, roll it, both of you. It's only got a three, so it's not gonna be good. Boop. Seven. Holy oh, 35. I rolled two tens and exploded just like Drow did. All right. So Drow exploded. that ah! result, <laughs> my goodness, you'd know like for a fact that these bodies died of hunger and so, are mummified in the no cold. No question. Yeah. They, they, they starved to death. Yeah. Not the fire. And if anything, this looks like a tomb for them more than a, like, like you don't know if they were put here after they died or if they died here like this. Not sure. Are they expecting it? How many days have we been here? How many days do we this have left? This is our first day here. This is our first day here. We still have like five or six days. This is your second day uh, since leaving the the sorceresses. Yeah. So you have five days left to get back in time. Four days to kill the monster, really. I am yeah. curious. If we went through the storage... Do we actually find food? That's what Nug's doing right now. Uh, you don't find any food. Could I try um, to do like a sense magic thing? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll give you. I'll roll over your previous uh, magic training check. Okay. This place is just emanating magic. If someone had a real witcher's medallion, it, it would, would be, be vibrating. Vibrating quite a lot. Take offense at that. It would be shaking like an earthquake. This is a real <laughs> handmade medallion. <laughs> uh, oh but. It's very magical. Um, you also find down here, you don't find any food supplies. All the barrels and everything are emptied out. Um, you find some uh, scraps of leather. I think I would give you two units of leather. Uh, there's like some leather Should crafting. Should I take those? There's some leather crafting tools and a uh, hardened leather diagram. I, I'm going to take the diagram and tools. 
If I have to just dump some bones, I'll just dump some bones. Oh, yeah, we have the bones. I got a bone to pick with you. Hardened leather. But that's it in the storage containers. Do you need information for... Yeah, that's it. Do you yes, need please. information for the thing? And I'm imagining it's novice, since that's a pretty basic ingredient. Yeah, it's like the other one with the uh, it being a uh, crafting component. So it's novice. How much time does it take, and what's the DC? Oh, right. So hardened leather is crafting DC 14. Okay. Also takes half an hour. It would make sense for leather to be harder to craft than hardened wood. Nug is going to go upstairs, and he is going to go across the way to... What's the guy's name again? Alone? Uh, y- Yongar? No, no. Uh, Henrik? He- Henrik. Okay. He's going to knock on Henrik's door. Uh, it takes a minute, and he'll just open up. Oh, it's the dwarf guy. Hey. Hi. Oh. You need to speak to daddy. Hello there, Eld. Uh, yes, please speak to your father. One moment. Shuts the door in your face like a child does. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. Uh, <laughs> and then Henry says, back again, Sir Dwarf. Uh, can I help ye? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Could you step outside with me? And Sh- sure. If we step out the front door, are we within view of young, young, Youngar? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's, st- let's step around the side of the house real quick. Okay. What, what, what is it, sir? After you burnt that family's house down, did you get back in there to the rubble? Oh, we uh, we we had uh, put the bodies in the in the basement and um, put little portraits of them to commemorate them. See, I thought I think that's what's causing us some confusion here. I thought it was said at one point that they could not get back to the house and they could not recover the bodies after the fire because of the curse. Oh, did I say that? I thought you had. Oh. Now, I might be wrong, but I was under that impression. Um, I'm also confused as to why the trap door would be covered up entirely like that if they had done that, you know, made them a commemorative. If I said that, I apologize, because that's not just the case. I may have uh, lost my way. Um, and yeah. uh, how did they die, if you don't mind me asking? Well, uh, we uh, I assume they perished in the fire. Did you move the bodies back downstairs, or did somebody? We all did. Me, Yongar, and Olgar. What did their bodies look like when you moved them? Charred. And you're sure they were dead? Dead as could be. Nug stares at him hard. Roll human per- human. Uh, Eight when you make me roll stuff. Me come with you. you I know. Come with you. Human perception is it? Honestly, I was going to have him end up getting mad and punching him. I didn't because I didn't. There was the miscommunication. If I had known, I may have asked you to come with me, but I didn't, and we're not going to take it back unless you have the, something to say. How long do we really want to stay down here with these bodies by ourselves without our super strong guy? Listen, if you want to say you came with me and the DM's fine with it, I <laughs> will argue. Can we say that like seconds after yeah. he leaves, um, Ineth looks looks to Viverwin, uh, oh shit, is he gone? Because He's not here. He, here's yeah, what was I thought was going to happen. Nug left quietly to go talk to this guy, was going to find out that either they went back and didn't find the bodies, and he was going to deck them. But the fact that they actually... I think the, the this it makes things a lot more understandable, kind of. Not completely, but a lot more understandable now that I realize that I was thinking something wrong. And, like, 
my thought i could have said that on purpose with the intention being to of of, of henrik warding you guys away from it oh that that might that be it been. i that have had a little bit to drink <laughs> so i don't remember why yeah, i said certain things you want to have come with nug and the dm is fine with it i could use some help rolling human in i'll still roll but i'll i i don't have very what i'll say happens is nug goes to do this and about a minute later you guys realize that he's gone Oh, make your actually. way out and he's at that point you're already at the door um, so you're not quite there uh, human int is what empathy uh, human perception perception is a skill well, under empathy holy crap I still got a 16 so that's not horrible he is genuinely remorseful and you think he's telling the truth and the reason the door was covered was because you put a rubble there to mark it as some kind of tomb well, yeah, you don't want anyone getting in there. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I ain't gonna lie. I came out here to itch you because I was angry at you. But uh, you go back inside. <laughs> then I'll go to Yongar. <laughs> okay, you walk up to Yongar and he's just wibbly wobbly with the cane again. Ooh, what's say? Who checked out the bodies of the family after the foyer? It were all of us. It were me, Henrik, and Olgar. And you're absolutely sure they were dead. We're dead and charred. We put them in the in the larder. Can't dig graves in the cold weather. Wait, wait. He did say dead and charred. Yeah. Okay. So that means Guys. it's not just um, Henrik who said that they were charred. Yeah. So there's an illusion of heat. Are they actually emaciated? There's an illusion of heat at the house. Yeah. I wonder if that affected people who didn't, like, see through it at the point in time. Point of order. You don't know what is and is not an illusion, for one. For two, this house burning down where the curse, quote, quote, supposedly started happened quite a while before the beast showed up. And you would guess that Henrik's, like, its transparent stomach thing probably didn't appear at first either so it's this is not a recent event their their deaths and the burning when yeah. did uh talking to young art when did the uh, the foyer stuff the curse foyer wise start happening at that house oh when did we first notice it and you moved through that to bury the bodies in the larder uh, we buried them in the larder not but a day or two afterwards, whenever the smoldering had gone down. But then we noticed the smoldering came back and never stopped. At that point, we realized it'd be cursed, Sir Dwarf. This is sufficiently creepy. There's something we're missing. Yeah, we're missing something. They'll go back to Hanover. I don't know his name. I can, for some reason, I cannot remember Henrik's name. There it's you go. Like, uh, it's like uh, Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. <laughs> we're missing something. Bam, 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 bam. Could I have Viverwin catch up with him at this point in time? Sure. I was assuming you guys were with him the whole yeah. time if we were doing the other thing. I need to talk to you specifically. Henrik? No. Oh, Henrik. Oh, oh I, sorry, because I just I, knocked on the door. I was a little confused. I need confused. to check something. Hey, okay, when Henry opens the door, I will let you do that, but first, hey, when'd your stomach go all see-through and whatnot? Oh, it were... It were probably a few weeks after the burning of the house. Maybe a week at most, at earliest. All right, you can have them. Can I help ye? I need you to come into the basement with me. Oh, I do. I don't want to approach that house. I do not give a flying fuck. Make a, um, intimidation. 
check. Uh, bu- 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 persuasion. Where is that? It's a, I said intimidation. Intimidation? It's under will. Yep. Can I assist? Okay. What do you say? 14. Ooh. Um, I say, oh, listen here. You are going to listen. <laughs> and oh, just kind of... <laughs> I love it. I can only be but so... She's too nice, but like, like, but it's not just what she says. She kind of like, you know, she mo- thr- thr- throws her shoulders back a little bit, emphasizing the fact that she's a built, almost six foot tall. All right, I'll smack the dickens out of ye. All right, listen here, you listen. You listen. <laughs> Roll an intimidation on your own. Okay. I-, I-, I was going for more of a physical intimidation than a word intimidation. Okay. I imagine she... Okay, I got 16. Oh, nice. I rolled a six. Uh, she, she would be an intimidating figure, I imagine. He says to both of you, there's no way I'm going back in there. All right, third yes. time's the charm. Nug will walk up. And he'll be like, hey, if you don't come with me, I'm going to feed you to that frog. Roll an intimidation. <laughs> I love Nug so much. Oh, me, you listen. <laughs> um, it is 18. 18? Only uh-huh. two better than me. I got a me. two on the die for an 18. Uh, that's enough. So I only barely failed? <laughs> yeah. That's just barely enough. His intimidation is actually better than his swordsmanship. That's due to funny. His armor. <laughs> Can I yell for Yongar to keep an eye on Hild? It gives you a thumbs up. Yeah, she doesn't need to be alone. Yes, I... She mentioned wanting to know how to ice skate. I am not about to let I that I know, right? Yes. And the picture of her has her holding ice skates. Yeah. And I'm nervous. So you She's basically adorable. drag Henrik with you, and he's shaking whenever he sees the... You bring him right up to the rubble. What do you do? He's got him scruffed, but like... He's a dwarf and this guy's so, like, a man. The guy's hunching so, and his knees like, are dragging the ground. So Nug looks at you. I got him where you want him. I could toss him down the trap door. I need him to look at the bodies. Don't throw him. All right, go downstairs. Why are you doing this to me? Because there qu- is something quite frankly, I need you to check. Oh, and I don't like you. So he'll <laughs> shove his head down the door and wait for him to grab the ladder oh, and go down. Uh, I don't know. He shakily stumbles down the ladder. I need you to look at the bodies. What about them? How how does it look like they died? He looks at them and his jaw drops. He drops the torch he's holding. He's like, by gods, they were nothing but charred remains when we brought them down here. They look starved. What's happened? What witchery is this? That's what we're trying to find out. Hey, I'm asking this. Was any of them a priest or a doctor? Nay, not that I know. Do I... When looking at these, do any of them look like sorcerers? Do any of them look like druids or priests? No. All the people in the village that you've talked to have said they burned to death. And they saw it. So were they seeing an illusion? Or have the bodies physically changed? If the bodies physically changed and they were dead, why are they still, quote-unquote, why did they die of hunger, and why is this curse hunger-based? 
Because it's not fire And it's fire still based. involved with fire. Yeah, but the only, the, the slight yeah. burning outside, but the creature and the man... Is hunger. It's hunger. Yeah, it's all hunger. I mean, it's entirely possible. Remember, the house looks like it's still burning, but it could just be that the, cor- that the corpses have, like, reflected the nature of the crime. Remember, he was stealing food from them. So it could be just a whole bunch of funky magic stuff. Yeah. Okay. But how do we get this much funky magic in a tiny little village with nothing to it? So is Remember, this, that was the motivation for him. Is this literally IDK magic? <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> as a GM, there's a simple answer, which is just like wacky curse magic. And your players aren't satisfied with that. Because it's not satisfying. <laughs> it was satisfying enough when you were like, that's how curse happens. Yeah, Angry but words that speak. was before. So that makes total sense. Okay, okay. So if you just, if we're just going off the fact that it's funky curse magic, it does make sense. But when we find it like this. So here, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hit the brakes here. Yeesh. A transparent stomach man and a giant frog. Hunger. Great. Got yeah. it. No problem. Bodies that go from charred to starved. No. Draw no. the line. No. That's yeah. because that would immediately... It, it's just... It does... It. If you were playing this and weren't a DM, you'd have the same issue. Yeah. I don't make the rules. I just run them. <laughs> There's something wrong here. I... Oh, you don't think. So... No. It's him. I just... Fire frog giant would have been better. <laughs> but that's too difficult. According to Nug's best uh, area of giants. I mean, you're it's right. too much. Well, Fire uh, frog giant is above your pay grade. This whole place is drenched in magic. Hell if I know what's going on. Can we let him go back up? He's about to piss himself. He has pissed himself. He might himself. already he have. He has, in fact, pissed himself in this tomb. Desecrating the well, tomb. You're disgraceful, sir. It's not like he can make it much worse for himself. He'll let him go. Yeah. He runs back to his house, pissing and sobbing. <sighs> um, oh, dear. Okay, so here's what we're... As players, because Nug is not this smart, the fire killed these people. They then buried them. But then, here's the thing. All right, so you're saying it doesn't make sense. No, no, I'm talking this. I'm talking it through. I just want to... From a player, I want to talk this through. But this is what you know. He set fire to this place. Because of food. Because he was covering up that he was stealing food. Yes. So the first part of the curse is house is eternally on fire, quote unquote. Second part of the curse, which has actually affected people is, oh, you did this because you were hungry. Now your stomach will be see-through and we're sending an eternally ravenous beast after the village. Or rather him specifically, but the village is being victimized by it. Instead of him dying of hunger, his hunger killed other people. Yes. Hence, the bodies are emaciated. See that? When you say it like that, that makes sense. They, their, their state represents. We have wasted a, a whole, whole episode, episode. <laughs> in which the players are dumb and can't We're, understand no, magic no, no, world because we live in mundane world. We're not dumb. Or are we just too medicated? We had reasonable assumptions. That's all I'm going to say, is we had very reasonable assumptions. You know what? I think this is it. Let's go kill the fucking frog. Oh, this is way over my head. 
Can we please get out Listen, of here? Listen, we just got to get a bunch of torches because this thing's weak to foyer. So let's grab some oh, foyer and Oh, can we get out of here? I don't like it. Nag. Aye. The, the frog giant, it is not weak to fire it is. But it's icy. It, it does not like it. It's Yeah, it doesn't like fire because it hurts. Oh, it's a good last resort. What do you mean last resort? Fire is always a good first resort. It doesn't matter what you're fighting. I'm saying if it's not actually vulnerable to it, we don't depend on fire, but we have it as a backup. Well, I, I, I mean, fair enough, but I was just saying it's obviously... It's an ice frog. It's weak to fire. It lives in the ice. It's got, fire's bad for Before it. we fight this thing... <laughs> oh, we'll probably be going upstairs as we... We'll have this discussion as we go to wherever we're going to prepare. I can do some work on our our armor and weapons before we fight this terrible thing. But if I fail, your weapons and armor are damaged. Oh, that's worth a risk, I suppose. I feel like she would know this, like, you know, would be fully aware of the fact that I can make it better, but if I mess up, it's going to be worse. And I want you guys to know we, we are not in a place where we can easily get more. Oi. That's my assumption. Well then, I'm fine with it. All right, so who wants to go first on these augmentations that you want to do with your new skill? So here's the question. I want to ask this to you, DM, because you might DM Fiat some of this. Right. It doesn't say there's a limit to how many augmentations. I'm, willing to, I'm assuming that you can only get a augmentation once. Otherwise, you could just get plus two SP to your armor over and over and over, which is not... No, you only get yeah. one. But do you only get one of each augment, or do you only get one augment? I'm just going to say one. One total? One total. You can per, add one. Whatever. This Reddit feed is giving reasons why you would only be able to do one. Yeah. Well, then, in that case, it, here is what Nug would like if you would roll for it. Yeah. Well, she goes, I can reinforce, make it bleed. Oh, I can lighten it. For uh, each piece of armor? He would like the SP augment, and for his weapon, he wants to shoot for the stars for lighten. Okay, so for what? Lighten. You want to lighten it? Plus one accuracy. That so would give me an additional point. So let's roll for the armor first. Proves that's three pieces of armor: one yeah. for your head, one for your body, one for your legs. I need you to make three crafting rolls. And make sure you take a plus two to this because you have your Tinker's Forge. I have forge. my Tinker's Forge. All you got to do for this first three is not roll a one. Okay, so I'm going to add a two because of my Tinker's Forge. So I'm going to say this is for the torso. So that's a 14. 14. Okay. The DC is... 14. 14. Oh, do you have your stat thing filled in on your... What's it? Under profession, choose at the top right of the box. Yeah, your bonus for is it. 14, so... Oh, I didn't. Um, let me so add... You, you, you're still made that one. Yeah. It's still crafting. And oh, it didn't. It was like it was missing something to be added. Yes. Well, then my craft is plus 10. So that's a 20. Yeah. So I would get a 24. Yeah. Uh, so that I want to say that was for my helmet. We're working down the body. Oh, I was said that was for the torso. Oh, okay. My bad. Okay, so your torso armor takes it. So, yeah, now that you have that set, make me another roll for your helmet. 23. 23. Yeah. <laughs> so 24, 23. Helmet takes it. And now for the legs. Wow. I got a crit. This time is a 34. <laughs> we have an 8. Like, so, I, cr- I, I exploded to an 8. 
I, the way I imagine this kind of working is you're back in the longhouse. You have your Tinker's Forge set up. You're, you know, you're, you're augmenting the armor. Maybe you're changing the fit of it. Maybe you're adding bits of leather to, you know, make it more snug in different places. Uh, I don't know if you really have access to metal to add more material to it. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I don't think I have metal. But, Nug, your armor basically goes up by two for every part. And uh, you should note, this is Ineth in her zone. Yeah, this is what you're good at. So now, for the big the big one, want to lighten your cord, which yep. is your weapon? That is an 18 DC. Yeah, so make that Why call. is it higher? Oh, because it's, it. it's, it's lightened. Yeah. 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 Well, if you're willing to let me do it. No risk, no reward. According to my other roles, it's totally possible. Oh, absolutely. Ah, that's I got a, a 5 plus 10 plus 4 plus 2 is 21. That's, I made that'll it. That'll do it. Yeah. So, so you your weapon is lighter. Lighten to it, which is plus 1 weapon accuracy, which is pretty big. This is cool. I'm already using my craftsmanship as usefulness. There you go. I mean, two, plus 2 to stopping power could make a big difference. Yep. Huge difference. What is your stopping power on all your different body parts now, Nug? With my dwarf bonus, it's 16. Dang! He's like, he's, it's like you've got plate now. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you did have plate with an augment. I know, right? Chunky. Okay, so let's go for, for your different parts of your armor. Roll for your head. I got a 25. Okay. Roll a nine. So that's plus two to your head. Do your torso, which will be uh, your... 22. Roll a six. Okay, and legs... Another 22. All right. All right. So, so add plus two. two to all your different parts of your armor. All right. And then I want to do my weapon. Let's see. Get me some accuracy because I'm not as high a hit as Nug. I want to get better chances to hit. So you need to hit over 18. Yeah. So make another augmentation roll. Nervous about this one. 19. Oh, 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 oh. I rolled a barely, three. Barely got it. Okay, so you're able to lighten your weapon, which will add plus one weapon accuracy. And which weapon is this? My um, iron longsword. It's just a basic sword. It's now getting into the evening. It's not dark yet. It's like maybe uh, 5, 5.30, so it's starting to get dim. It's a well-known fact that uh, frog giants are uh, better at night because they can see in the dark. You will fight them in the day. It's them amphibian oils. You're an expert on frog giants, I see. Oh, I'm an expert on many monsters. Oh, frog giants just being one of them. Giants are my speciality. Aye. What do you guys want to do? All right, team meeting time. All right, we'll probably meet in the log house where there's nobody else around. Or we need some privacy. Or sure we don't just want to feed the man to the frog. <laughs> what would make you think that would work? I just throw it out there, just asking. He clearly deserves it, but I know he's got sympathy weight because he's got a child. A child. A child. I'm just saying he deserves it. We ain't got a. No. Hard pass. Okay. Is it just a. Hilda, uh, Hilda uh, needs him, don't you know? Oh, I get it. I get it. Nug. We're cool. Oh, yes. I've known you for a, a little while now. For at least a day. <laughs> yeah, we are. We've known each other for at least a cute few days now. How long have we known each other? Uh, a few months. We at didn't least. discuss <laughs> yeah. at all probably, how we I became a team. Because if we're being hired as a team, we're probably an actual team. I'd yeah. say months at least. I'm gonna say at least a year. We've been uh, we've been traveling for a long time now. Oh yeah, for uh, for a couple of months. I you know about my family's history. Oh yeah, your uh, terrorism. 
Yeah, the story <laughs> of hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've gotten into your life path background. Actually, I'm surprised. Would you have mentioned this? Like, just saying. Because uh, Squirtel, uh, Nug has nothing against because he may have been in a northern kingdom, but he's in Skellig, which is not, in fact, a northern kingdom. So it, he right. wouldn't care one way or another. And I'm from essentially like Lyria. Would that matter to me? Depends on what you feel like. The Squirtel are basically just anti-human terrorists. So it could have affected you. It could have not affected you. Well, I also grew up in the wilderness, so it might not have spent most of my childhood not in my village. Oh, we've known each other for a good bit, yeah? I am not afraid of violence because of that. I grew up around it. Oh, yeah, I've seen you burn people alive. Wolves? I, I, are you telling I'm sure we fought bandits at least once. Oh, come on. <laughs> sure we fought somebody that you burned alive. <laughs> I, I'll be very I, useful against that uh, frog giant. I don't shy away from violence, but I don't want to enact more if I do not have to. Oh, I understand. Is this something that would make you feel better, though? Oh, Is I, this a moral quandary that you are having? I think he clearly deserves it. But, I mean, because of what he's done, three men have died, not counting the family he burnt alive. So, but, I, like I'm saying, I know he's got a child, and that's important and all that. So, I mean, if we want to leave him be, we can do that. I suppose the real question here isn't whether we feed him to a beastie. It's, do we tell anyone what he's done? Because at that rate, he'll still put him to death. We can't leave the child alone, you know. Oh, I know. That's why I'm asking. It's, it, it might, if we're deciding to tell somebody, it might be worth mentioning... It might be worth giving him the chance to die for, you know, a good reason. Uh, as opposed to just die as punishment. But we don't have to tell anybody, so... We're not feeding him to a beast. We're just going to go. Nobody else has to find out about it unless he says something. Alright. At that point in time, it's out of our hands. I wash my hands of this. Dust their hands off. It's... That's... Uh, hey, we just had to talk it out. It's cool. So we, uh... We got any plans for this guy? Not at the, not a guy. We got any plans for the frog? Maybe we could try to feed it a, a straw dummy with Ooh. a hook in it so that we could pull it out of the water. Or fish on. Fish on? Oh, I know a thing or two about fishing there. We could use them cold winter clothes in the uh, longhouse. It might smell a bit like people. We did kill a whole bunch of wolves right before we got into town. Yeah, lots oh, of meat. That's we'd have to go we, across the... Or we could take the long route. Around. We still have days. Yeah. So at this point, if you want to do that, you're going to have to do it in the morning unless you want to stay out after dark. Oh, yeah. In the no, morning, we're not yeah. staying out in dark. We still have a good number of days. All right. It's going to take us, what, one day to get back? Yeah. Okay. So on the next day, if that's what you're going to do... We sleep in the longhouse. We lock the doors. Do we want shifts? We make shifts. That probably would be of a smoke. bad idea. All right, so you, you you have some shifts. You sleep in the longhouse. Early the next morning, you make your way around the edge of the lake. Uh, when you leave, you notice that Henrik is minding the bonfire. Like It looks like him and Yongar take shifts, keeping it going. And they're the only two adults left in this village. Right now, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so you go around. You find the wolf bodies. Some of them have been like picked on by birds. But, like, let's say the warg is still in a good enough shape where you're able to drag it back. It's frozen stiff. We're going to drag back as many bodies as we I'm can. I'm strong. All right, let's say you can get two wolf bodies then. 
could I fashion like a a little sled to get more? Oh, to- easily, yeah. So I want a crafting roll. Uh, that's the crafting skill plus the crafting statistic from you, Cat uh, uh, or Ineth. Oh, I gotcha. To fashion a dummy. <laughs> There's a craft statistic and a craft skill. Yeah, that I have a craft still and a craft stat. And let me tell you, it's as maximized as it can get right now. Do I have any tools that might make this better? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to see if any of my tools I could argue would be helpful. You've got blacksmithing I have stuff, a tinker's right? forge. I have crafting tools. Stick the wolf in the fire. Heck. What? Forge it into a human. The crafting tools oh, are specific. This is how furries are made. Weapons Bro. and armor. So I'm going to guess that that would be no. Yeah. Because I'm not making weapons or armor. Yeah, just give me a crafting skill roll. Okay, I rolled a six on the die for a total of 22. All right, that's really good. So you're able to make at least one convincing dummy out of two wolves. Hey, that that's and it something. it stinks, and it has little bits of blood dripping from whenever it thawed up while you were working on it. Blech. That's perfect, uh, though, for the frog. And you want to put this out on the ice? Well, whenever we're ready to fight, yes. Okay. With uh, a hook. Do what? With a hook. With a hook. Oh, I could cr- I don't we're, have metal uh, to make a hook with, though. We're go- well, <laughs> hold on. Check the price of components because you've got 50 crowns worth of crafting materials. You're going to buy a, a whole iron ingot just to make a hook. If I bought an iron ingot, I'd be wanting something good. Hey, to be fair, there's got to be something we could just bend and uh, mallet, mallet. Give me another crafting roll like you just did. Crafting okay. skill. I rolled a 24 this time. Actually, I probably should ask you to roll foraging, but that's never, neither here nor there. I'll, well, take, I'll take the roll. I think it's a skill, right? Is it a foraging roll skill? Forgery for craft. That would be, yes. Oh, wait, that's forgery. You're right. Uh, that would probably be wilderness survival. Yeah, I guess it would be. There's there's foraging rolls you can make, but it might just be uh, wilderness survival or something else. Either way, I'll take the roll. Um, so what you're able to find is in the longhouse, there's a long fire poker uh, that you're able to craft into a hook makeshift. That makes sense. Uh, and you put it in the body. What else are you going to do? We need long rope. rope. I got rope tied to like one of the longhouses. Okay. I have, hold on, I bought rope. I was like, I will never again be a part of a party that mm-hmm. doesn't have rope. <laughs> never again. It's wilderness never survival. Again. It is? Okay. Well, it, do, it wouldn't have applied in yeah, this instance yeah. anyway. So uh, you have your rope. You I have 20 meters of rope. Uh, what's your plan? It's now, let's say, afternoon on the next day. Uh, we're going to lure it up, hook it, haul it out onto the ice and keep it captured. Okay. That way it can't run away. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, no... Do we have any plans Hold on, to get it to eat any rocks? We could try that too. Is there any reason for me to believe that I could have found the ingredients to have crafted myself a, a bow? I don't uh, have a diagram though. You don't have a diagram, so don't worry about it for now. Okay. All right. So are you guys heading out to lure the beast? Um, Rock, rock. He's our man if he can't do it. No. Um, I mean, what else do we have that we could do? Make a stone dummy, but how do you move a stone dummy? You'd have to build it on the ice. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have enough trouble hauling this dummy out without the beast coming I mean, up beforehand If we know anyway. that three bodies are enough, we have two. Are there any sleds in this village? Sure. There like, have to be. We're, yeah. What, here's, okay. Yeah, there's sleds that you use to carry the ice blocks. All right, here's what we do. We take the meat puppet, 
we put it on a sled and connect the hook to the meat puppet and then we you slide the it. sled from the shore to the lake that way there's the vibrations that the frog can use its supersonic sentences to get to it will bust out of the ice it will uh, grab the meat puppet it will eat it cause it's meat and then we'll have him hooked and we can start to fight him then and pull him in yeah and we'll have our wizard sorceress throw fireballs oh, at it because, you know, it's weak to fire, uh, vulnerable to fire. And, uh, hey, Youngar, you got any bows? No. All right. Well, we'll just have to figure out something else in that case. So let me get this straight. Let's back up a little bit. Yeah. Your great plan is to You sounded up. like Fred Jones from, from Scooby-Doo. That's such a trap, an elaborate one. I man's a genius. You, you're going to put your meat puppet on a sleigh. Yes. With a hook in it. Yes. Tie a rope to it. Yes. Slide it down a Reverse hill onto the fishing. lake. We're just going to be on the shore. Okay. Like push right it. beside the lake and then push it from the shore onto the as lake. As far as we How can are you going to push it onto the lake without like... If it pops up, it's going to see the meat puppet in you. Right? We just give it a good shove. A good shove. Yeah, and let it go as far as we can. So you're going to run it down a hill? Uh, I mean, yeah, we could use the momentum to do that. Yeah, I guess. And then just sit on the shore. And fish, and fish. for frog. And try okay. to see if we hook it. And if we hook it, we might have some control Listen, over it. Derek, in this, the world of the Witcher, ingenuity is more important than any skill we can roll. Okay, to be huh. fair, this seems like something Geralt would do. Listen, Witchers aren't dangerous because of potions or cat eyes uh, or they reflexes. Are dangerous. They're dangerous because they're smart. Okay. And the they know how to trap monsters. It needs a professional. Hey, Unfortunately, uh, it has neither. Don't don't uh, Viverwin doesn't Viverwin and Inef have a full like max intelligence? Uh, yes. I want Inef to make me. As you're doing we would all know this, if th they would know if this works. Whether we would know if this works. I want you to make me a trap crafting roll. <laughs> a trap crafting roll. It'll be under the crafting statistic. Oh, I can't remember. If I, I think I added one to this. No, I didn't. Dang it. I added one to pick lock. Well, it's still crafting, so you can roll that untrained, and you have a high crafting statistic, so you should be fine. Okay, I rolled a seven, so I got a 17. Okay. I've never wished to have a booby trap skill that the men at arms has as much as I do right now. Hey, hey, I've been rolling good so far. I'm nervous. My, fil my fumble is coming. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to say you set all this up. I was going to say, please don't tell me that's a roll to see if this is even possible. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> a couple you of things are going to happen. You set up on top of the hill. You've got your 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 meat puppet, as it's as want to be called. You push it on the sleigh with the hook in, in its body, and it goes down, and it skids across the lake a little bit. And you wait, and you wait, and like 20 seconds later... <laughs> Because it would feel like forever. And then we have to start pulling it so it thinks yeah. it's a living thing. Remember, I said that I wanted to tie the rope to something. Yeah. Like yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, like like I a know. house. I, I remember. Or and a tree. it takes it tree. and tree, the rope like. starts going as it goes under the ice at like this lightning speed. Oh, man. The rope goes taut. And then it like, you know, hear it creaking against the tree. But you didn't make the rolls DC. The rope snaps. <gasps> what? Who's holding on to the rope? Nug. Nug goes 
flying down the hill. Nug is the strongest. Onto oh. the lake. Oh, oh. oh no, no. And that's where we'll pick up next time. <laughs> I didn't make the roll. Just promise me if I die, you feed that man to the frog. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfi, and you can find more of his work at youtube.com slash Music. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash michaelgelfi. Our theme music for this season was composed by Alexander Nakarada. You can find more of his work at serpentsoundstudios.com and support him at patreon.com slash anakarada. That's patreon.com slash A-N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. 